0: Live from Studio 4 in Johnston Hall, this is Sports Talk with your hosts, Nick Ormsby and Austin Rook. Hello and welcome to Sports Talk on this beautiful Tuesday morning. I am joined again by my co-host, Austin Rook. How are you doing this morning, Austin? Doing great, Nick. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Got a little bit of a cold, but you know, we're getting through. You gotta Keep on through. keeping on. All right. Well, I know you've been talking. I know you've been talking about college, trying to talk about college basketball for a little while, and now the season's started. Let's jump right into it. Both being uh, Marquette graduates, let's talk about Marquette basketball. What's uh, I know the big news this week uh, coming out yesterday, Hanif Cheatham leaving for personal reasons. What's What's your take on this, and how do you think the team's going to be able to recover and fill in that gap?
1: Well, so I know he wasn't the best guy stat-wise. I mean, he had a great freshman year. Uh, kind of regressed a little bit last year, but then, I mean, he still started 63 of 70 games for Marquette. And so you're losing a valuable bit of experience there, especially with a team that was already that's already young in and of itself. Right. One I mean, one, senior. one senior. They're going to have now one senior next year in Matt Helt. So, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of other f- reasons why it's kind of a big loss putting the stuff on the floor side um, and he left uh, for personal reasons he's probably right. gonna transfer to school in Florida I mean mm-hmm. that's fine as long as, as long as everyone in his family is healthy and um, get and gets on then um, right. I wish him the best but so talking about on the floor now what Cheatham gave you was a um, a guy that could potentially guard the other person's two guard shooting guard if you will right Um and a guy that I mean, especially during his freshman year, was kind of uh, was thrown into the fire and was given these defensive assignments that you normally wouldn't give a freshman. But since the, it was a young team last uh, two years ago, a young team last year, young team this year, right, we young see a trend, hours. see a trend developing here. Um, uh, that gave them some uh, some great experience that um, w- he would that he built on and. Right was able to form his game into a valuable defender, if you will. The right. offensive game never really developed past freshman year. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the most frustrating thing for Marquette, from a Marquette fan right. perspective. Losing, and I'm sure it was fr- frustrating defense. for him as well, and I'm sure he saw his game kind of stagnating or whatever. Right. And I'm sure the thought crossed his mind when he was hurt with a shoulder injury this summer for six weeks mm-hmm. that he may want to leave and try to uh, change his game somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But what? so, I mean – now this team's left with eight scholarship players for right. the next...
0: Until the end of the semester. Until Jack, for the next, Jack about, Froling. what, four games? Yeah, Jack um, Froeling comes in at the end of the semester. Harry Fro- or Yeah, or Harry, Harry Froling. Froling uh, Harry
1: Froeling comes in, uh, 6'11", guy from Australia. Right. W- Much-needed uh, front-court depth. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully we'll probably end up gap. starting b- about, uh, probably about three or four games into his tenure, my guess. That's right. my guess, because that's what Luke Fisher was doing. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, he'll be much needed and now. Th- now they'll have nine bodies, which is fairly normal. You have a nine-man rotation. Most teams in the uh, d- in Division mm-hmm. One have that. So where I think, uh, um, and I think Cheatham's going to be felt. Uh, Cheatham's loss is going to be felt this year. Uh, well, we saw
0: it last night. Yeah, you know we did. Right? Uh, we did see it last night. That and lack so of defense is just
1: astounding. Well, so they, paid, uh, the first half defense wasn't that great, but. Um, and Eastern Illinois was picked sixth in their league, the Ohio Valley Conference. So if you know Belmont, um, okay. they're picked to win that league. Okay. it's a one bid league for the NCAA tournament, but Eastern Illinois is not bad. They impressed me a lot last night. And yeah. um, a guy, uh, especially they're big. Um, they're like six eleven, wiry. Yeah, Dama, the six eleven, wiry kind of he guy, was super, our atle- team. super athletic, super athletic kind of big. Th- those kind of bigs are going to give. Anybody trouble? Right. Theo Johns the freshman, he's kind of just being thrown into the fire right now. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Lots but of he, foul trouble from him as well. He right. He, right. Less so him. last night, but um, he he's learning. It's a learning right. process for him. And right. then obviously we've got a guy in Ike red redshirting, and then you've got a guy mm-hmm. in Matt Helt that can't stick with that guy ever. Right. So so once. Dama fouled out of the game, which was huge before overtime. Yeah. The guy, had, the, the guy had the guy had seven offensive rebounds by himself in the second half, which is an absolute joke. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Shows how good our defense is. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, they we weren't boxing out, but the guy's also extremely athletic, and we won't face an athletic center like that right. probably all year, maybe except for Angel Delgado mm-hmm. for, from Seton Hall. So um, that guy was running us ragged last night. They were hitting everything uh, in the book in the first half. Right. The second half defense was not bad, and the guy that really impressed me—two guys that really impressed me last night—and guys that need to step up going forward were Greg Elliott mm-hmm. and Sakar Annam. Yep. Sakar was the one that started in Hanif's place because Hanif had right. started the first five games of the season. Um, Sakar missed a few bunnies at the rim, which was kind of frustrating, and he missed uh, a few free throws. But um, he's a guy that, from his f- from two years ago when he f- when he played sparingly. Mm-hmm. Man, he's made. A, I mean, he's made an impressive jump, right. uh, and the the fact that he's only going to get better is is, is encouraging. Um, it's good news I liked what I saw for. I like. Yeah, it's very good news for Marquette, and I, I liked what I saw from him last night um, because he's got the potential to be. Not the best offensive player in the world, but you don't need him to be that with guys like Hauser dropping 30 last right. night. We need somebody you, got, inside. you know that two of the three of Howard Rousey and Hauser are going to give you 15 plus a night. Right. That's if not all three of them. Right. So and then so Marquette's offensive problems really aren't going to be affected that much by Cheatham. Mm-hmm. As long as Annam is getting the dir- uh, getting rebounds, offensive rebounds, which he was doing a really good job of last night, right, and doing the dirty work and getting uh, getting second chance ch- uh, opportunities at the rim, um, I don't want him to see. I don't want to see him taking threes that much, to be honest with you. I mean, if right. he's wide open, sure, well, just not like when you
0: j- have Howard and Rousey and Hauser exactly, outside. E- yeah.
1: exactly. So like. Uh, um, when he was taking the three uh, three in the corner wide open, that's one thing. I mean, Cheatham was doing that, too. Right. So, uh, But if you're covered, there's no need with those guys on the right, floor. Most exactly. most of the time, all of them at the same time if on anything, the If anything,
0: drive in and get those two that we can't get.
1: Exactly. And that's why his free throw sh- shooting needs to get better. But right. this team can finish in the top half of the league. Right. They have the I potential so, to do that. I think probably fifth or sixth, to be honest with you. I think they're pretty solid four teams better than Marquette at yeah. the moment, and Creighton's pretty dang good themselves. Like
0: Creighton's always good. They've always been a nice little... Everyone always team. sleeps on Creighton, but then yep. they
1: come out and beat a, te- beat a team that they're not supposed to beat, like a Northwestern on the road, and then, hey, there you do, go. Who did
0: they beat in the, not the Maui gym, but... They...
1: Uh, they oh, shoot, Their man.
0: first game, they beat somebody, and I looked at it, and I was like, wow, there's no way they should have won that game. Well, they should
1: have beat Baylor. Right. They should have beat Baylor in that Kansas City tournament. They uh-huh. beat... They beat uh,
0: it was some big-name team, but I can't think of who it was now. Damn, I've
1: got to look at I've got yeah. to look at we'll it. We'll but uh, we'll they did beat Northwestern in okay. the uh, Gavit games right. at, at Allstate Arena. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was an impressive win in and of itself because Northwestern was ranked 20th. No one really expected anything of Creighton coming into this year. Mm-hmm. They were kind of middle of the tier of the Big East. Right. I mean, you've got the Villanovas, the Seton Halls, the Xaviers. Providence is pretty much your top four. Right. And then you've got Marquette, Creighton. Butler, and then St. John's in that next tier before right. DePaul and Georgetown. So um, no one really expected anything out of Creighton, but Creighton's a team that can finish in the top four. Marquette, if they get it going, can finish in the top four because the, the three – oh, yeah. The uh, the two guards, Howard and Rousey, and then Hauser, are three of the best scorers in the, uh, in the conference and in the country. So I know Howard's kind of been a little slow uh, – Slow start this year Mm -hmm. but that by his standards. But, like, for anybody – I mean, the dude's still dropping 14 a game. So, I mean, it's just when you got a guy like Hauser dropping 16 a game and Rousey dropping 20 a game. Rousey was eighth in the nation in scoring going into last night.
0: And he did not have a good game at all. He didn't. He He had a very – he
1: had an an extremely quiet 16 points last night. Yeah.
0: His, what, his first points were in the second half, and he didn't hit a three until – Uh, Overtime. Yeah, sounds about well. I mean, he
1: hit the three free throws, but but I mean, I also thought he was trying to force that at some sometimes last night, which and he's trying to force things a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, which I mean, I understand you wanting to get us back in the game, but there's also something called running an offense. Right. Sometimes it seems like we're all running around with our chickens head Mm -hmm. uh, chickens.
0: with, chicken, like a head cut, with the chicken like a head cut – with the chicken like a head – it's head cut off, yeah. Thank I know you. what you're trying Thank to say. Thank you. I can't speak this morning, but <laughs> – right.
1: uh You You know what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just – it just, uh, just kind of ruins possessions. And I think uh, – spe- last night especially, when there were times where we were down four, down three, down two, down one even – We'd get a stop, mm-hmm. and Rousey would, k- would get the ball and push it by himself right. with three Eastern it Illinois defenders, and then he would try to pump fake, and he would shuffle his feet and travel. Mm-hmm. That happened probably three or four times last night. Marquette had, I think, 14 turnovers, yeah. and I, I I swear Rousey had five or six. All right,
0: so a, a good takeaway from this weekend, not, not just this weekend, but the Maui Gym Invitational and the game from last night, Marquette, I, in my opinion, I think Marquette really needs to learn how to slow down their game because they're in the Maui gym tournament. They were running around with teams like VCU and uh, LSU and Wichita State, who is the most power packed offensive team in the nation right now. And they're running a lot faster. And when they slowed it down in the second half against Wichita State, they didn't have a single turnover in the se- entire second half. hmm. So I think that the big thing that Marquette needs to learn, and and I, I noticed this last night, the uh, the announcers were talking about it, how Eastern Illinois was exhausted after the first half because Marquette's so used to playing a quick-paced game, like like you said earlier, run down, shoot it, don't even worry about trying to set up any offense. And the second half they slowed it down a little bit, and that's when they were able to convert a little bit more. Do you think that Marquette being able to like to slow up, run a quick-paced offense and then slow down in the second half is that kind of an accident, a happy accident that they found out? Or is that a game plan by Wojo? or What do you think? Do you think they need to slow down more or keep up the quick-paced offense?
1: I think we saw last night there's value in slowing down. Um, I, th- It's difficult because when you slow down and that proves it successful, then I want it to keep going. But when you speed up, and mm-hmm. I think this – I think that this team can be ben- can um, it'll be beneficial for them to get points in transition, especially right. with a guy like um, um, if you're going to pl- be playing Greg Elliott more. He's got a nice motor, and then you got Sakaar that's a that is very well built and can go through guys and finish at the rim that we've seen. Right. Um, that that's one thing, but. I mean, I would like to see that slow, see them slow down a, a bit more, mm-hmm. but not too much more. Okay, I don't want them to become methodical in any way, right?
0: And take too much time up with their hands. Yeah, yeah. go
1: quickly. I don't want them to take the whole shot clock to uh, run Fair a play enough. and get a shot. So I,
0: I agree with you not taking the entire shot clock. But I think, I don't know. I I enjoyed when they. I mean, it's good to slow teams, slow teams down in the second half, like we did yesterday. But I think that that, that exhaustion factor of Eastern Illinois might have played a little bit especially going into OT, if they had not... I don't know. They could slow down. They could speed up. We'll see what happens in the next couple games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Georgia and Wisconsin will be a good test to see the pace at what we can actually run at.
1: Yeah. Um, Georgia will be a very... I mean, we're at home. I, that should be a very interesting game right. because...
0: Wisconsin's uh, the first oh, technically away game, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, it's a true lit- litmus test of what this team is going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Georgia and Wisconsin um Georgia might n- might not be an NCAA tournament team. Wisconsin's kind of borderline right now. Yeah, Well,
0: only putting up 37 against Virginia last night doesn't help for Virginia oh, Virginia's
1: very good defensively, but mm-hmm. anyone who scheduled that game is it knew what it's the easiest right. it's the easiest under in the world. Yeah. Um but uh, Wisconsin is interesting because I think Hap could very well score 37 against us, but mm-hmm. if no one else does Let's anything. I'm confident I don't think their guards can guard our guards. Okay. So if we're shooting well, we can hang with them.
0: Yeah, I would love to see it. If we're shooting win, well against win, anybody, yeah, we can hang well
1: anyway. against anybody. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. It's uh, the thing that impressed me last night is that we didn't shoot well for a lot of that game. Yeah. Yet and we, we still yet able, we were yeah. still able to pull it out in the end. Mm-hmm. Once we pulled our heads out of our butts. Yeah. But listen,
0: I noticed that as well.
1: We can beat anybody. We can lose to anybody. Yeah, I think that's just what we have to deal with mm-hmm. with this team.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Last night, I was looking. We're at the never going to be Duke. Right. So, Even though Wojo came from there. We'll we're MVP. never going to be Duke,
1: and I think that he kind of has a problem of realizing, uh, thinking that we're going to be Duke, mm-hmm. but it's just not going to be that right. way.
0: You know, the one thing I was thinking about was, we were talking about this earlier, about how he always has such a younger team, and does that kind of run with him being at Duke and with Krzyzewski and how Krzyzewski always has those young players because they want to leave early to go to the NBA? Does that Do you think there's kind of like a... A little bit yeah, of, I don't. A little I mean, I think there. it's one
1: thing. I don't think you, Wojo, I don't think Wojo's really used to having. Well, you know, I, I really can't say that because the Duke teams that were good in the, uh, about ten years ago uh, to I about up, up at about five four years, years ago yeah. <coughs> were four-year players predom- mm-hmm. predominantly. Really, when you started uh, getting the Jabari Parkers of the world, right? Um, that's when they started the one, one and dones, dones yeah. but, and now they're filled with one and dones But that's just right. the culture in today's college basketball, right? NBA. It's all ton of one and dones, mm-hmm. and I want them to do away with that rule. Either play three years in college, or go straight from high school. Yeah, I think like th- baseball, not playing in
0: college, I think is one of the stupidest decisions you can make. Like, why don't you take those extra four years to develop yourself even more? If and you try think to win you're good enough, if
1: you think you're good enough, yeah, go straight out of to high go school. straight out of high school. Do it. Yeah, do it. I mean, it's useless because you got guys like Ben Simmons that go for. A, a semester of college and don't take it seriously, right. and never go to class. They know they're going to be in the number one pick in the NBA draft. Right. What's the point?
0: Right. He's just there to have a good time.
1: What's the point? Go out of high school if you think you're good enough. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, play three years in college, at least. I agree. It should I think be just like baseball. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to our uh, our next little segment here. Uh, the NFL. Lots of interesting things happening. Now we're getting closer to the playoff picture. Um, I want to talk about – we're going to talk playoffs in a little bit, but I want to talk about Carson Wentz and the glorious Eagles right now. Uh, Eagles are now 10-1 with their ninth straight win, beating the Bears, which, I mean, isn't saying much. But they were still able to put up, I think it was, three touchdowns in the first half after fumbling twice. Is this – I mean, against a better team, so not the Bears. Any anyone but the Bears. So against a better team, do you think they're still able to put up those three touchdowns in the first half, even after fumbling twice against a team like, let's say, the Bills or the Steelers or the Titans or somebody who's not the Bears or Can the Browns?
1: Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Do you
0: th- no, you're good. You're good. Uh, do you think that they'll be able to put up? The, the three Eagles? or so touchdowns in the first half, even after fumbling twice in the first quarter against a better team.
1: You mean against Seattle this weekend?
0: Sure. Well, we'll say against. Are Seattle. you talking about the Eagles, right? Yeah.
1: Um, do I, I mean basically? You're saying, do I think that what they're doing is sort of sustainable, almost?
0: Yes. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that they're going to be able to keep this up? for yeah. the rest of the season against better teams.
1: Yeah, I think so. Their nec- their next three games are pretty t- pretty dang tough. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean they're ten and one. They, I mean mm-hmm. that is what their it is what it is because they they can win that division. At, at, as weird as it sounds, at ten and six because if Dallas well, if Dallas if,
0: loses or ties this Thursday, if Dallas win, loses or ties, it.
1: the division's over. Yeah. On Thursday, right. which they is kind of ridiculous because it's week 13. Yeah. And we thought that the Giants were going to win that division this year. We thought uh-huh. that the Cowboys could win that division this year. We had no idea that the Eagles were going to be this Eagles good. Eagles are flying high. And, yeah, so um, they are very impressive. Yeah. Do I think it's sustainable? Especially going up against a team like Seattle um, this uh, this weekend. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. If they go up against a team like Seattle in <laughs> Seattle and are as impressive as they are, then uh, – as they have been, I should say, then, yeah, I mean, that would be uh-huh. – that would be something else. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: they held the Bears to zero first downs in the first half. The Bears are the Bears, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's Listen. the Bears. Like, you can't really do much off of this game. But the Eagles
1: you? have done that against good opponents all year, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Chiefs game in Week 2. Yeah. Um, Right. They have been solid all season long. Uh-huh. So I, do I think it's sustainable? Yeah, absolutely. Um but it wouldn't shock me in the least to see Seattle win that game just because it's at home. Right. But if there's a team that can go in there and beat them, it's the way that their the Eagles, Eagles are playing this year, yeah. it's them. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. All right, well, let's let's move on there. Still a little bit I want to talk about Carson Wentz and them, but the playoff picture, we were just talking about, you just mentioned the Chiefs, the Chiefs being um the bubble, I think they're on the bubble right now with the Jaguars uh, to take over. Oh, I can't remember what d- what division is that. It's
1: well, so the Titans are now in first place in that division. Right. Um, they're the three seed. Chiefs right. are still the four, ba- barely. Chiefs are the uh, four seed, okay. Chiefs are the four seed, but they're only a game up on San Diego and right. Oakland in that division now. Right. So, or San Diego, geez, L.A. now. Uh, yeah. They're only a game up on the – I'm just going to call them the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. They're only a game up on the Chargers in Oakland. Right. Uh, for that division now, so they're six and five. Th- those two teams mm-hmm. are five and six. Right. Um, Chiefs are reeling, and Chiefs are doing Oakland really poorly. isn't that great. I mean, they beat Denver, but they only beat them by what twenty one fourteen. Right. Uh, the Chargers are very much trending upwards at this point, mm-hmm. and they playing. They're playing Cleveland this weekend. That's right. So that's so easy win. Well, hell, they lost to them last year. Uh, so I don't know if they're
0: gonna be that one team that wants to lose to them.
1: Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I th- still think the Chargers are going to end up winning that division, to be honest with you, the way Kansas City's trending. Right. And that Kansas would be season, something. Lost because they lost five of their last six. Five yeah, of the last six. They started out 5-0, and oh, and they could very well miss the playoffs mm-hmm. in a crappy division.
0: Last night was their first TD in three games. Yeah, that's pretty sad. That's terrible.
1: And they only scored ten points. Yeah,
0: so there's a field goal and a touchdown. Um, like, so I can see the Chiefs being knocked out of playoff contention completely by the end of the season. Yeah. There's yeah. so that the one thing I wanted to talk about was um, teams that are oh. in right now and then teams that could could make their way in and could make their way out of the playoffs. Well, the Chiefs
1: are making their way out pretty right. swiftly.
0: Chiefs are out. I think uh, I agree with you on that. I think the Titans, as much as it kills me to say, I think the Titans are going to be out of the playoff picture when it comes down. I don't. They have no offensive line or I rushing don't. or anything. They rely on their defense for every. Yeah. Um. I mean, the defense could carry them to the playoffs, but they'd be out first round because they wouldn't be able to generate any offense to be able to win the game unless the defense has three pick sixes or something.
1: Yeah, but listen, I mean, in a way, the Chargers kind of rely on their defense as well. Um, Right. But listen, the division's so bad. Well, actually, the AFC West is so bad that only one of those teams is going to make the playoffs. Right. Most likely. Uh, So you're looking at a Kansas City-Oakland or – Chargers uh-huh. um, in that division. Two of those teams are missing out. The Titans have right now a two-game lead. Right. I believe they only have five right now. Sorry, the Titans are. Yeah. Are they seven and five? Are they seven and five? Yep.
0: It looked last night and it said seven and five. I'm pretty sure that's right. i look
1: again No, nah, no, no. If anything, they're seven and four because uh, this is week thirteen, so they have played eleven games.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna look now. Yeah, continue, you continue go ahead I'll, but I'll
1: look you uh I think uh, they're not eight and th- they're not eight and three I think they're seven and four and I think Jacksonville's also seven and four but they hopped them because they I think Tennessee beat Jacksonville mm-hmm. <coughs> so Tennessee is probably they're, they're uh, seven and four yeah so whichever team loses out on that division's probably going to get the five seed at this right. point barring some, Jacksonville right now. barring some unforeseen circumstances so um Tennessee can make it they're not going to go anywhere. I don't think they'll do any damage, but they can make it. Jacksonville's mm. the same same way for me that defense is dominant. You want right. to talk about a team that relies Maybe on their yeah. defense, it's them. Yeah. Um so um AFC playoff picture, beyond the top 2, no one's a contender for me. Maybe Baltimore can make some noise if they end up as that 6 seed.
0: Baltimore is in the 6 seed right now. You don't think
1: Baltimore Jacksonville would be an ugly game, <laughs> my god.
0: I could see Buffalo sneaking in.
1: I could see Buffalo doing Sneaking it, too. Sneaking
0: into that, taking up the, the 6 or 5 spot even. like yeah. they're they're. Not, I'm not going to say they're on a roll right now, but, I mean, beating, well, beating the Chiefs New England yesterday, this week, so. yeah, it's going to be a tough game to beat. But I think they're, Tyrod Taylor's having a decent season. Their their defense is starting to pick up. Mm-hmm. I think I, I could see.
1: Don't tell Sean McDermott that Tyrod Taylor's having a decent season because he'll bench him for Nathan Peterman, which <laughs> is the dumbest decision I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I mean, he had two bad games, God forbid. Right. But, I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. It didn't take too much. It didn't take only – it only took five picks from Nathan Peterman to bring Tyrod back in the game. So. Right.
0: So, NFC. Should we talk about AFC? Let's talk a little bit about the NFC. Uh, sitting in the 5-6 and six spot right now, Carolina and Atlanta, 7-8, and eight, Seattle, Detroit. Do you think – Seattle. NFC is
1: way more interesting than the AFC do you at think this point.
0: Seattle's going to make I could see Atlanta being bumped out they're it really depends not, on Seattle kind of it under really the radar right now. it
1: really depends on well three teams from that division are not going to make it I can tell you that much right um, I think that Seattle of anybody depending on their remaining schedule I know they play Philly next weekend and I know mm-hmm. they play the Rams one more time I think in Seattle so yeah um, their schedule is a little difficult going into the end of the year There's but is
0: uh, Eagles Jaguars Rams Cowboys Cardinals
1: it's pretty damn tough. Yeah. Um
0: I can see them. The Rams are probably going to be tough. They could, they could beat the Cowboys. They could beat the Cardinals. And how many wins
1: do the Seahawks have right now?
0: Uh they're sitting at 7 and 4. As well as oh,
1: shoot. Most man, other teams. Uh, they might be able to get in with I think they probably have to win 10. Okay. Um Uh Carolina's what? 8 and 4, 8 and 3. 8 uh 8 and 3, yep. Uh they're probably in and then they're probably in over Atlanta at this point. Okay. I think they might have to play one more time. So, yep. Um,
0: yeah, they're they're in the five seed above Atlanta right now.
1: So, uh, you know, I think that right now I would probably put Seattle in there over Atlanta, but I wouldn't change anything else.
0: I, I agree with you. I think Atlanta's – they're just – I haven't heard anything about Atlanta this season, like, at all, after, except for that big rematch. They're going to have to catch fire pretty the, quick. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. Matt Ryan's going to have to get that team going. Mm-hmm. All right, final question of the day. I know the Super Bowl is still a little bit far away. What, no? After what we've talked about playoff picture-wise, what do you see as a Super Bowl right now? What what two teams do you picked? To New be in England the Super
1: Bowl? and um, why not throw a wild card out there? Let's go with the Rams. New England, New England and the and Rams. Rams rematch a Super Bowl thirty-six.
0: Fair enough. You know, I, I. I love New England, but I don't know if I can give them to the Super Bowl this year. I think they're going to get knocked out a little earlier this year. I think you're stupid. That's fine. <laughs> I My, stupid, I was, yeah. I was thinking uh, Super Bowl is going to be. I think. It's going to be the Rams, the Steelers, or it's going to be Eagles. I think it's going to be one of those, two of those three teams. I, c- I would love Lord to see. Lord help
1: me if that's if, if the Steelers make the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Steelers have not proven at all in the playoffs that they can beat New England, or the regular oh, season yeah. for that matter. Fair so but until they do it, their defense is until they do it, year. Patriots. Pa- the secondary was terrible against the Packers the other night. Awful. Oh,
0: fair, fair enough, fair enough. They had a bad Awful. game against the Packers.
1: Uh, Tom Brady is licking his lips. <laughs>
0: We'll see we'll see what happens when, I, they, uh, when they, they might end drop up a 50 um,
1: burger on that secondary. That would be an it's just a matter of if they can stop st- uh, stop Antonio Brown, Juju and right. Eli Rogers and Le'Veon Bell, but Right. when the Steelers are all healthy that game will be interesting, right. but they're missing the right ta- they'll game. be missing the right tackle for that game, so Right. Ebner's gone and um Ebner's gone Bennett's, gone, Bennett's gone. Um That's I know Packers fans are probably uh, probably overjoyed with that. It is what it is. Patriots next man up. I mean, Dwayne Allen's been playing a lot better for the Patriots lately. Right. He's actually been contributing on offense. So. Mm-hmm. The receivers we'll are
0: finally starting to get a little bit of a groove. We'll see.
1: Chris Hogan will be coming back soon. So, I mean, we'll we'll see. But until the you know, Steelers can beat New England, mm-hmm. even in their own building, right? At I'm Heinz picking Field. the Patriots.
0: Fair enough. All right, well, Austin, thanks for coming on today. It was a great time. Hope you enjoyed being on the show. Always. Always. And uh, thank you for listening in. We'll see you guys next time.